Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is Sunidhi here. This is... Or Suni. Oh, fuck. I didn't know you were going to say that again. Sorry. Again. <laughs> yeah. Starting again. In three, two, one. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is Sunidhi here. Or Sunny. Whichever one. This is Tanvi. And this is Annika. You're so supposed fuck. to go after okay, me. We're going to have to start Why? again. I don't know. Why? I don't The intro shouldn't take this uh. long. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is Sunidhi here. This is Anika. And this is Tanvi. And we definitely haven't recorded this introduction four times already. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today's topic is going to be super light and breezy. Nothing morbid, nothing of major significance and contention. Uh, capital punishment versus solitary confinement. Nothing. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> So given that this is a topic that doesn't bring about any intense debate and everybody totally agrees with <laughs> one of the two majorly accepted options. Um, I want to use the sarcastic one. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think maybe the sarcasm won't translate as well. So Nidhi, please cut this part out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everything she tells me to cut out, I will keep in now. <laughs> so uh, today... We will start off by talking about a brief history of capital punishment. Does anybody want a gander, a wager about where it started? I am raising my hand. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Anika, Anika, pick me, pick me. Pick, pick me. me, choose me, Sunidhi, love you me. Can go. Of course you don't. <laughs> she, she wants me. <laughs> Sunidhi, <the> yes. <laughs> what, what's your guess? Um, what's your guess? Um, um. So my my answer is that people like morbid shit. People like morbid shit. Okay, so <laughs> this is why I failed history. Thank you very much. <laughs> what about you, Hannah? Any I guesses? I think there was like this one dude sitting, chilling in his rich castle. Again, you can send me money. Um, but yeah, he went ahead and said like, "Hey, let's kill some people for fun." Oops, can't kill innocent people. Let's kill some criminals. And yeah, that's that's how it started. You heard it here. Thank you. Thank you. That's strangely accurate. That's like pretty fucking close to the actual birth of capital punishment. See, oxymoron, haha. Uh, So capital punishment was first widely employed by the ancient Greeks for crimes such as murder, treason, arson, and rape. Uh, Again, as I told you, this isn't morbid at all. Under draconian law. Now, fun fact. Uh, can you name the philosopher, the very, very well-known philosopher who was actually against capital punishment? Aristotle, I have no idea. Da Vinci? <laughs> <laughs> Plato, Plato, let's go. I'm just like... Yes, you oh, are right No way. That. It was Plato. Jesus, Annika. Okay, Five fine, jelly fine. Beans we get it to here. I... I literally know like four philosophers' names and let's go. 
<laughs> no, Plato actually made the argument that capital punishment should not be used for any criminals apart from those that have proven that they are incapable of change. Makes sense, Pretty I guess. Interesting. Plato wow. was weirdly um, progressive. Progressive. Yeah, Thank exactly. you. I forgot a word completely. For somebody who argued that a featherless chicken is technically the same thing as a man. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. In all forms except physical, and I am a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the Romans, given their, you know, amazing skill for plagiarizing everything off of the Greeks, decided to also employ capital punishment for a wide range of offenses. Uh, but citizens were exempted for a short time during the republic now uh, the romans also decided to execute people for more religious crimes than their greek counterparts so things like blasphemy were punishable by death essentially what even was blasphemy could i walk around with like um i don't know like uh, upside, An upside down, down cross, cross and will oh people my God. like kill me nice nice Nice. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could. Anything oh. that would uh, hurt the religious sentiment to, like, of the Catholics someone, was What if my necklace was just upside down? They don't know. What the hell? You did, What if I bitch? put it on wrong? You did. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, that's an easy way to go out then. <laughs> like, Actually, no. No, their torture methods were bad. Um, it, also, so, un- yeah. Un- so, about the whole... Um, you know, torture thing. Did they torture the people and kill them? Or was it just like, wham, bam, oh, knife yeah. through your chest? Again, no, it, no. It, it completely depended Except on the, the offense. A lot. Uh-huh. So with the Romans, especially, they were known for very, very violent executions. Oh. Uh, but the, you know, method the would depend upon the crime you committed. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, also, another very interesting thing is most of the world's major religions, so whether it be Christianity or Islam or Judaism even, had have at one point condoned capital punishment for a plethora of offenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's actually something that allowed all these civilizations to uh, employ very, very horrific methods to kill um, perpetrators. Uh, however, there were some exceptions to this. For example, the Japanese Empire during the Heian period, I might be pronouncing this entirely incorrectly, I apologize if I am, uh, between the years 1794 and 1185, instead of executing criminals, would decide to essentially deport them to a remote location, which in my opinion, is similar to how we treat solitary confinement now. So, uh, yeah, actually, the the Japanese have been ahead of the curve since the late 700s. (laughs) That's great. Very advanced, very advanced. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, Any funny comments? Please, somebody make some sense. <laughs> I want to know more gory them. details. Hit me with them. Let's go. Yeah. Same, same. I'm genuinely just <laughs> listening right here. Don't worry. You're doing perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Okay. So, coming back to the religious component behind uh, capital punishment, 
Islamic law, as expressed in the Quran, actually condoned capital punishment pretty explicitly. Uh, the Quran prescribes death penalty for uh, several crimes, including robbery, adultery, and apostasy of Islam. Uh, murder is actually not amongst the uh, the crimes that could be penalized with the death penalty, which is pretty interesting. Because if I if I'm being completely honest, right, I think solitary confinement is more inhumane than like murdering someone. That's why I feel like if you murdered somebody, and the best punishment is like you won't get that freedom, you will be like locked away, starved, and deprived. Which That's... oddly enough, like it makes sense, but it's so inhumane. We, uh, we will definitely talk about that further, but that's actually a sentiment that a lot of people share. Given that humans are inherently social animals, uh, it mm-hmm. is very, you know, one could argue that the effects of um, solitary confinement are even more detrimental than just killing somebody because of the sheer amount of torture that that puts the subject under. Um yeah, so back to the original uh, conversation. Uh, you couldn't get the death penalty for killing somebody, but you could for robbery and adultery, uh, while murder was treated as a civil crime. Similarly, Judaism and Christianity also claimed to fix justification uh, to find justification for capital punishment in the biblical passage. Whosoever shed man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. Uh, yet capital punishment has been prescribed for many crimes not involving loss of life, including adultery and blasphemy. That's deep. Also, um, it's yeah. weird, but a lot of these empires were like pretty big on war and stuff. So what was the outlook on that, I wonder? Damn. No, but then that was seen more as, you know, protecting mm, yeah, defending. and defending. So that could be just. I always wonder, like when these people, like they, like they read these texts that say, like, oh yeah, blasphemy and adultery is like, like you can die from that if you do it. But like, I don't know if they ever wonder, like, what if like the person I believe in, like, let's say it's like in Christianity, for example, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely like kill these people for doing this thing. But then, do they ever wonder, like, if Jesus was here, like, what would he say? You know, like, I, I don't know. I personally, I feel like I'd question that a lot. But that I mean, probably, technically... That would probably get me killed. Jesus, I'd probably die if I thought that. <laughs> Jesus that was given capital punishment. <laughs> oh, by no. The king. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's by quite the, literally the, what exactly. happened. That's why, he was cru- him right uh, now. that's why he was crucified. Yeah. Which, it's, by the way, all you listening, just in case you didn't know this, Jesus was not a white man. He was from the Middle East. Proceed on. <laughs> A lot of people don't know this. Interesting facts of the day. It's concerning. Uh, (laughs) Interesting (laughs) facts of the day. And uh, the Romans actually justified capital punishment by stating an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and a life for a life. That was sort of their motto. Of course, that's been translated into English. I actually uh, enjoy that. It sounds pretty decent. I know you do. It's, (laughs) It's very, like, dramatic and tragic and shit. I personally don't like that, the whole eye for an eye thing, but I know a lot of people do. Uh, Of course, in today's day and age, however, we have moved towards um, abolition. That being said, several countries have retained capital punishment and some have even extended its scope. Can somebody guess any three countries that still have uh, capital punishment? 
I think Middle East probably. Name three countries. That's an area. That's not a country. Okay. Um, Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> which other places? I'm pretty sure like some states in the U.S. Right? Capital punishment is there. We're talking about like, countries. <laughs> yeah. So like the entire entire U.S. doesn't have it. I know that, but some like states have capital punishment. So then you would say case. that the U.S. has capital punishment I am... because if it hasn't been outlawed at a federal level, then. It's still happening in the country, so you can list that as a country that. I think India also has capital punishment. I'm actually... Yes, we do. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, yeah. Damn. Uh, in fact, last year there was actually a plea uh, oh, in the Supreme yeah. Court oh, to God, make it yeah. so that if you sexually molest a minor, you will get capital punishment. Wow, and you're I'm convicted. sorry. My brain cells just died there. I was following these cases so heavily. Damn. Uh, and the same system decided recently that like oh if you don't have skin to skin contact it's not molestation uh, or assault it's, it's love the system in india and um, let's not get into the intricacies of the indian judicial system <laughs> uh, we will be here for the next several hours oh uh, no but i think it was um denied like that particular motion but whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah no that yeah. was denied but still the fact that it was used oh yeah that was odd and i think i've heard iran has capital punishment not sure if i'm saying if i'm right or not but i think it's you're right okay, okay iran does have capital punishment yeah okay so i okay interestingly more than 30 countries have made the importation and possession for sale of certain drugs a capital offense uh, iran singapore malaysia and the philippines impose a mandatory death sentence for the possession of relatively small amounts of illegal drugs oh oh shit I know. Uh, surprisingly, Singapore has by far the highest rate of execution per capita out of any country in the world, with about three-fourths of people executed in 2000 being sentenced for drug offenses. I mean, that's Damn. the same place which doesn't allow chewing gum, so I'm, yeah. I'm slightly not surprised. <laughs> Wait, really what? Don't. Why isn't chewing gum allowed? There was, a, there was an incident with the MRT. Uh, MRT is their version of Metro, if you weren't aware. It's pretty scary, like the number of people who are executed for possession of drugs. Uh, 20 countries actually impose death penalty for various economic crimes, including bribery, corruption of public official, embezzlement of public funds, currency speculation, and the theft of large sums of money. Speaking of money, you can send me some. <laughs> 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 the Patreon money without having any way to do yes. hasn't yet been set up. Probably will never be set up. Yes, but uh, you can send. And me. we are good with. I it. will appreciate the gesture of you trying to give me money. <laughs> Thank you. The sentiment is appreciated. Yeah, the sentiment is appreciated. In the early twenty first century, there were more than fifty capital offenses in China. Holy fuck! There were fifty crimes that you could commit and get. Which for which you would get capital punishment in China. That's insane. I probably have friends who've done them. <laughs> uh, also, sexual offenses of various kinds are punishable by death in about two dozen countries, including most Islamic states. Uh, all of this being said, however, it is a decently well-known fact that an estimated 4.1% of death row inmates in the US were falsely convicted. So... That then, America, <laughs> America, that 
<laughs> you know, further sort of explains why people are very against capital punishment. We also cannot ignore the fact that religious and racial minorities are disproportionately con- uh, convicted in most countries. That's fun, isn't it? <laughs> These are such arbitrary sentences that for one particular crime, a certain person won't be given a death penalty while another person will be. And all of that then depends on the, you know, uh, jurisdiction. Please do not discriminate. No, definitely discriminate. We are pro-discrimination here. (laughs) 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 Fuck y'all. So, I feel like you should have like a little chime in between that goes like, like, ding, whenever you're being sarcastic, just in case people know. I, I think we need to start doing that because I, I tend to be very drab by being sarcastic. I so know. people who don't know me will probably yeah. find it very confusing. You'll probably end up in jail at some point. Um, yeah. For the record, <laughs> the four of us are liberals. So you can very much call us snowflakes. Uh, that would be accurate. We are left wingy. I, I don't. Through. Why snowflake? Okay. It's already okay. so cold. Damn. Why don't do need you... more rain. Rain? Oh, wow. Snow. <laughs> you just completed. Snow what? It's like, I mean, yeah, like it's nice. I agree. But like, why snowflakes? Please don't. It's cold. I don't need more snow <laughs> here. Not that there is snow here. What am I saying? <laughs> Not that there <yeah. laughs> It's just cold. Okay. My room's really cold. Talking of cold things makes me feel more cold. That's great. But yeah, like, what all are the methods these countries use? I don't know, man. <laughs> there, isn't, there isn't a lot of information available on the web about these things, understandably. Not a lot of people write research papers about the uh, capital punishment system they in uh, Bolivia. They know what happens there. <laughs> yeah, but then a lot of these things are also kept under wraps, right? Yeah, you don't want things to be too widely available and if anything's there on the internet people will find it within the next 20 seconds i think the ones that i've heard of are like the lethal injection don't remember what compound it had electric lethal injection is very uh the electric chair is very very popular hanging weirdly enough i think is still very common hanging was very old I don't think it's, okay, not as common as it should. Um, wait, no, it's more common than it should be. Hmm, yeah. Like I, I don't know. Hanging seems very old timey, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So I think like the my own personal opinion about like execution and like capital punishment and stuff, stuff like that, is that I think secretly deep down people are just vengeful. Like I think everyone's just filled with anger and revenge. And I, okay, I'm mainly saying this because I watched The Purge a while back and in that the whole concept was that um, like it's to get aggression out and to like just get it all out because people are just filled with so much just bad shit. And so I feel like capital punishment is kind of like that. Like it's kind of like, okay, yeah, Ted Bundy was a bad dude. Agreed. Yes, 100%. And I agree with the whole sentiment that people had on like the day he was being executed. But it was intense the way that they celebrated the death of a person. Like, I don't know. I just think it's so intriguing and odd that people are just so excited to see stuff like that. Like seeing a monster burn us. And I don't know. It's just an interesting concept to me. Yeah. I've also noticed like a lot of people who, well, not a lot of people, most people in general are actually very for the whole an eye for an eye kind of concept. Like, 
I don't know if oh, you're yeah. born with it or whatever, but it just kind of gets people this odd satisfaction, which is like, oh yeah, okay, they got what they deserved, which is a line you hear very, very often. Yeah, the main reason why sometimes I'm against that whole thing is because you get too much control. As people, you get too much control. You get to play God. And that's why I'm against like severe punishments other than like solitary is intense and execution is intense, right? And some people, I can, yeah, you can justify like, yes, they deserve punishment. But at the same time, you're giving so much power and so much like, yeah, just, um, so, just so much power to this one person. Do you guys remember in 10th grade, we had a prose um, in our like syllabus, I believe, uh, where a 40-year-old dude went to... Okay, maybe I dreamt this. I'm not sure. Please let me know whether or not this is right. But 10th grade, we had a chapter about uh, this guy who makes a bet with a lawyer who has a lot of money about uh, whether capital punishment or solitary confinement are better Oh, and he read a bunch yes, of books. Yes. Um, right, I, I don't book. remember the name. I'll just, if anybody... I'll just try to like check it out. It's a short story. Yeah. It's actually pretty nice. It's a short story. Yeah, yeah I, I think remember. the name is Harrow. The Bet. Um, let me just... Uh, yeah, 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 I, I think it is. The... I, I, yeah, oh, it's yeah. by... I think it's The Bet. Yeah, it's by... I can't pronounce this. Uh, Anton Chekhov. Wait. Chekhov? I don't know. The I'm I'm so bet. sure I'm saying this wrong, but... I think Anton Anton Chekhov. Yeah, Anton Chekhov. Now, that was Uh, a very interesting story. That, I think, is very interesting because it gives you a clearer understanding of the harrows of solitary confinement. Because the fact of the matter remains that humans are intrinsically social animals. And so if we are completely stripped of any sort of uh, interaction with other humans, we will start to hallucinate and lose touch with reality that's inevitable like a lot you know you have to let people talk to other people you have to let them communicate with other humans otherwise it's just a gateway to true psychosis yeah so the usually the biggest alternative or most well-known alternative to capital punishment is you guessed it folks solitary confinement anybody want to make any guesses about the first time solitary confinement was used 1800. I'm going to say the US. 1800. She said when, didn't oh. she? <laughs> when and where? Sorry. Sure, okay. Go for it. When and where? Okay, okay, okay. Half an answer. 1800. I don't know where. United States of America. Once again, you guys are very. Handa's very close. Sunadi's right on the money. <laughs> um, oh, yay. <laughs> The first time solitary confinement was ever implemented was uh, in the year 1829 in Eastern State, Sunidhi, say the word. Penitentiary. <laughs> okay, in Philadelphia. <laughs> Each prisoner had to remain in his cell or its adjoining yard, worked alone at trades such as weaving, carpentry, or shoemaking, and saw no one except the officers of the institution and an occasional visitor from the outside. This method of prison management, known as separate system or the Pennsylvania system, became a model for penal institutions constructed in several other U.S. states and throughout much of Europe. Hey, so, so uh, wait, isn't uh, East, oh, like, what is the name again? Eastern State Yeah, isn't that place considered haunted episode? or something now? 
Yeah, the BuzzFeed yeah, episode. That's what exactly I was thinking. I remember. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> that was the one with the. the isn't that one where they? Yeah, used the, the ball, right? Um, like he threw the, the ball. ball. Timmy, no, the... Timmy with the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timmy he threw the, the ball. ball. Was it the ball and, one? Uh, yeah. No, that's Waverly. That was Waverly. no, no. That that was a mental asylum. Oh, that was a mental insult. Yeah, that was different. It wasn't. I think I think penitentiary was the one where. Ryan and Shane, they were in that room and they were using the spirit Ooh, box. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember, I remember. Possibly. To contact the... They were like brown yeah. hats, something like that. They were talking about that. I think we that's We really enjoy um, these... We love, yeah. we love <laughs> Ryan and Shane. Please, we love yes. you. We love you so much. Um, I, I, I line with Shane in pretty much everything in my life. Like, I just enjoy the I dynamic. Good combination of both. I just everything enjoy the Shane, dynamic. Shane says I agree. <laughs> Tanvi, please. <laughs> Chill. she's like pick me shane pick me pick me choose me love me Uh, no we ship uh sarah and shane in this household big time yes yes we just enjoy the dynamic he's also like he's he's also really old uh competing philosophy of prison management known as the silent system or the auburn system arose at roughly the same time Although constant silence was strictly enforced, the distinguishing feature of this system was that prisoners were permitted to work together in the daytime. So, okay, I don't know if either one of you have seen Fight Club. No, okay, not a very popular movie amongst our demographic. Cool. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's just me. <laughs> in that, basically, the characters start building a cult. And every member of the cult has to do immense physical labor without making a peep. So it needs all the work needs to be done in complete silence, and that's sort of what came into my mind when I read this. Just uh, uh, an unfun fact. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I anything silence related, I hate silence with a desperate passion. Oh, we know. I can't even go to sleep. <laughs> I can't sleep without music, generally. Ah, interesting. No, I listen to a podcast while sleeping. That's my thing. Um, Handa's been silent for a while. Any comments to make? Oh, I usually just sleep to Netflix, but that sounded embarrassing and I didn't want people to know. But yeah, <laughs> enjoy. Yeah, I just switch on Netflix and then my parents come in at 4am and turn it off and then yell at me. It's great. Fun. <laughs> We're all unstable. Yes, we are. Um, so... Both the Auburn and the silent system. I'm not even going to try to make a segue here. I'm just going to jump right in. Both systems <laughs> uh, held to the basic premise that contact between convicts should be prohibited in order to minimize the bad influence in- inmates might have on one another. Vigorous competition between supporters of the two systems followed until about 1850, by which time most of the U.S., had adopted the silent system. Very interesting. They were like, you know what? If you're in prison, shut the fuck up. You're not allowed to talk. That's uh, just that's scary. Never Tanvi, speak. you'd die in the first stage never of saying, speak. putting it out oh, there. God, I, <laughs> dude, I would not survive 12 hours in solitary confinement. I would start going crazy within the first five hours. Even I couldn't. I, 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 I would try lasting maybe a few days, but that's it. That's about it. Because I my mind. the thing is, I would just start talking to myself. I talk to myself anyways. I know. Yeah, I, I know. But like, I think out loud, even when I'm in my room alone, like studying or whatever, I will be talking to myself. It's normal. That's how I... 
Honestly, I, I hope this is it's just, not. I don't know. This is just like recipe for extreme mental disorders. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, like for okay, the best True. like so the best um example of like solitary confinement that I know of is um Damien Echoes from you know the West the West Memphis three case horrible case. Um, uh, can you but, give a short description of what happened in that? Um yeah, so there were these three eight year old boys who were found like I'm not even gonna describe it just in case um in a very like terrible terrible situation and they were killed and violated and they were left in the woods and these three uh, boys uh, Damon Eccles and two of his friends I don't know why I keep forgetting these names I remember I remember Esteban's name but I don't remember these <laughs> three. Um, these, <laughs> these three guys um, Damon Eccles was the oldest one I think he was 18 um, Jesse Miss Kelly was I think thir- 16 and the other one was 17 I'm sorry if I don't I don't even care to remember but Jason Baldwin, that was the one that's 17 years old. And they were um, accused of the crime because they, like, were goth kids, basically. They were very mischievous. And Damien Eccles especially, he was into, like, Satanism and the occult and shit. So people people were like, oh, he did because of Satan. There was a satanic sacrifice. And that really amped up the satanic panic during the time. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he was falsely accused and he was sent to solitary confinement and he stayed there for so many years. Like from his early, like from his 20s, I think, to like his 30s. I'm not sure, but for like a very, very long time, he stayed in solitary confinement and he came out, came out just with um, eyesight issues. He could barely socialize. Anxiety was through the roof. It was terrible. I mean, of course, he's doing much better now. He's like producing his own art and music. But solitary just fucks you up, and he was falsely accused. It's so obvious. It's like if you horrible case, mismanagement. He was falsely yeah. accused. Genuinely, it's the West Memphis Police Department. That's all they did. They like were like, okay, these guys, no one really likes them, and this one like just loves fucking with us. So let's just accuse him of it, and that's exactly what they did. So ah. yeah, and it's just a lot of times the biggest problem with solitary confinement and death row inmates and all such. Like he was supposed to be on death row. But he got sent to solitary, waiting for death row. But that never came. So, a lot of times when these people are there in this position, they're all falsely accused. They, I mean, not all of them, sorry, not all of them. But a good chunk of them come out falsely accused. And that's just horrific. That's terrifying. That someone's life is just just completely tampered like that. On the other side, so, what if yeah. it's someone who was like correctly accused and somehow manages to get out of solitary? I don't know, that just... It kind of sounds like they'd be more dangerous. Like, I very, very full. T- oh, that'd be yeah, scary. Yeah, that's, that's really scary. That's like horror movie shit. I know. I, someone make a movie on this. <laughs> give a, us money. Give us the in money. In a similar vein, there was actually this case that happened in uh, Reykjavik, which is the capital yeah. of yeah, yeah, Iceland, yeah. for those of us Oh, who is this know. the one where... Um, um, okay, I, yeah, continue. I think I've heard this one, but yeah. There were six murders that took place and the police essentially just uh, took the the accused and kept them in solitary confinement for months on end until they got a confession out of them, even though they had no yeah. physical evidence against the alleged perpetrators. Hmm. Uh, so there, there were six murders that took place in Iceland and they, the police essentially just focused in on three or four people who um, had no family and so had nobody to 
who yeah. would vouch for them and uh, entirely falsely accused them and essentially mentally tortured them until they could get a confession out of these people and so they were put in and to do so they used solitary confinement as a torture tactic which i think further goes to show how truly horrifying uh, again it not, is as a tool uh, definitely not defending them but i think uh, the reason why this case got so much traction was because this is the first time something like this had happened in iceland and no one knew how to react mm. so they just went straight back to like animal instincts like let's just make them take the blame it's okay get this off our hands you know exactly that exactly the same thing with like the west memphis 3 mm-hmm. again like if you guys want to listen to like a proper proper case there's a great version of it done by lost podcast on the left i am unnecessarily plugging that in but they did a very good take on the entire case um but there Jesse Miskelly he was the youngest one out of all of them and he was a little like he struggled a lot uh, in terms of like cognition and uh, the police department like they literally like they held him there they held him hostage and they even said like oh we'll let you go home we'll let you go home if you just say that you did it if you just say that Damien Eccles did it if you just say that we'll let you go home to see your dad and that's what the poor boy did he he just said like oh, okay that's not going to do anything they they didn't tell him exactly what's going to happen they just said if you like throw him under the bus we will let you free and that's exactly what they did and that's what happened but they didn't let him go either so so that's just like one example they just held him hostage and there were people there in solitary confinement you have no people um barely like any control what's happening this this that constant sense of hopelessness i'm assuming so no, she's been there she was there guys she was in solitary confinement yeah, that was the worst yeah. that was so bad <laughs> oh man but yeah it's just like if you take so much away from a person and you give them some semblance of hope they're going to want it they're going to snatch at it so it's very barbaric in my opinion to do that but yeah a lot of this is barbaric Okay, yeah. So, uh, turns out I'm a complete knobhead. Um, I just read up on the Reykjavik confessions again. It was a case where there were two people whose names I'm not going to try to pronounce because I'm not Scandinavian, who disappeared in Iceland in 1974. There were six people who were convicted for their alleged murders on the basis of confessions extracted by the police after intense and lengthy interrogations. despite the lack of bodies of the murder victims witnesses or any forensic evidence in later years most icelanders believe that the six were wrongfully convicted so two people went missing six people were convicted for the alleged murders even though there was no physical evidence that any murders took place or any evidence linking these six people to those two missing people this case in particular has since drawn a lot of criticism from essentially everybody uh for horrible uh miscarriage of the justice system in Iceland and to this day it remains one of the most um intense and shocking incidents in the Icelandic justice system they don't have a lot of crime anyways so yeah, yeah they are good they're good they're but nice. they yeah, have a nice. near perfect society I've also heard they have like really hot water naturally. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but it seems yeah. fun. I mean, they have a penis museum. Oh no way. I love that. The Icelandic Phallological Museum. It's filled with like a 10-inch like but whale penis on wait, the wall. no, one second. 
what how <laughs> i just i just thought of what you said i'm like wait what how did they it's get those how are they preserved no, ten inch, what 10 foot 10 foot sperm royal penis mounted against the wall oh, damn fun <laughs> Uh, for another episode let's talk about this some other time i want to go there so bad you have no you know, do you want to know the the what do you say the the souvenir store just penises everywhere penis lollipops penis spoons penis keychains let's let's not no no tune in next time where three people without fun to me. talk about penises for an hour and a half Uh, okay, let me repeat that. So Nidhi spoke over me. Okay. Are she just edit her voice uh, out? She just edit her voice out. She just edit her voice out. Tune in next time. Tune in next time with three people without penises talk about penises for an hour and a half. That should be informative. <laughs> I need to like screen record the, the way I edit just for Tanvi to understand how it goes. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> It's like a literally just have a normal best, conversation. Yes. I have like just pulled out parts. Like I can amplify certain parts. Yeah, fine. Don't worry. It's perfectly fine. Anyways. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So uh, back to what we were talking about. So we talked about the negatives of solitary confinement. Now the positives is nobody dies. Usually, usually nobody dies. Given the chance, they'd kill themselves. But you know, yeah, but, positives, yeah. yay, yeah. sunshine. People get suicided, but they don't actually die. So you know, you make of that what you will. Um, now let's listen to the account of somebody who has actually been on the death row as well as in solitary confinement. Former inmate Anthony Graves. who spent 18 years on death row including 10 in solitary confinement for a murder he didn't commit drove home some of the points that we have made thus far he said and i quote i would watch guys come to prison totally sane and then in 3 years they don't live in the real world anymore he said one fellow inmate grave said would go out into the recreation yard get naked lie down and urinate all over himself he would take his pc and smear it all over his face graves who was exonerated in 2010 said that he still feels the effects of the decade he spent in solitary confinement i haven't had a good night's sleep since my release he said i have mood swings that cause emotional breakdowns such long term effects are common a leading um psychologist Haney once said one of the serious psychological consequences of solitary confinement is that it renders many people incapable of living anywhere else then when prisoners are released into cells or back into society they are often overwhelmed with anxiety they actually get to a point where they become frightened of other human beings honestly that actually just like rings a bell so i'm pretty sure most of the people would have heard heard of or seen shawshank redemption and it's just like yeah. even in a prison which was not like a solitary confinement scene had people who went out and just couldn't function despite having humans with them despite having some contact with the outside world it's just everything is so different in say a matter of 10 years imagine doing that in solitary confinement like not talking to anyone it's insane that that's what happened with anthony graves right mm exactly yeah. oh it's insane it's it's awful i mean i can't even imagine what it does to a person and you should like just grab my chest i mean put my hand on my chest i was like oh my god that's so painful damn capital punishments re- looking really good right now <laughs> no and the 
The problem, though, is that, I mean, I understand that this is a very extreme belief to have, but I do think that there are certain crimes where if that's a crime you've committed, you should not be let back into society. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. One such crime is the uh, sexual molestation of minors. Oh, yeah, definitely. Most crimes. I, I mean, I read this somewhere. I don't exactly remember where, but it was basically to the effect of most crimes can be justified, right? You could have done them in self-defense. You could commit murder in self-defense. You could, you know, um, you could commit murder in self-defense. You could commit a financial crime because you were in bankruptcy. It doesn't justify it, but you could argue that that's in self-defense. Rape is never in self-defense. In no case are you committing rape to save yourself. There is only yeah. one victim. I mean, there's yeah, there's only one person who suffers. Yeah, and it's just one of those things that you can't I feel justify. Like certain people shouldn't be allowed to get be back in society, but definitely solitary is a bit extreme. Like definitely intense. Like what do you say? High security prisons should be there to keep these individuals away. But there needs to be good proof for these people to be there because they they are not going to come back and. The no rehabilitation is going to help them. Rape and like pedophiles, rapists, all of them, like they don't deserve to be back in society. I don't care what anyone says. Honestly, be back. back to the point Sunidhi made in the beginning, she mentioned something of a god complex. And what you get is like people who commit these kind of crimes have a god complex themselves. So it's just. They think uh, they're better yeah. than people. Damn. Yeah. And essentially, yeah. you just kind of like put yourself in that situation where it's like. Okay, so this offender, this sexual offender, he's like, um, they're just like, uh, I'm better than these people, and I'm just going to wreak havoc here and stuff like that. And the person putting like seeking justice and like trying to put them away and behind bars, they're just kind of doing the same thing. If they just go like, oh, let's just put them, like deprive them of everything that makes them human. Like, sure, yes, what they did inhumane, right? But Put, depriving them entirely of human connections is just unnecessary, in my opinion, at least. I think I feel like just very intense crimes like rape and you know molestation of like minors and stuff like that. It's just then maybe yeah yeah most most likely yeah you should be far away from society because you cannot be rehabilitated. There's something fucked up in your brain chemistry for that to happen. But yeah, isolation is just extreme. It's just gonna ruin a person more. It's very, very difficult. Pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. <laughs> fluffy unicorns dancing on That rainbows. was dark. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's something we expected, right? This was never going yeah. to be a very no. light and breezy topic. This episode was yeah. about sunshine, rainbows, and snow for some reason. What? No. Is your snowflake, bitch boy? I don't want to say that. It's cold. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's basically all I prepared for today. That was all the material wow. I had with me. Thank you for filling me with such sunshine and goodness. I appreciate it. I feel better. <laughs> I swear. Uh, now, on a lighter note, is water wet? Oh. Hmm. See, emotionally, like spiritually, if I look within No, me. but you're failing to acknowledge the...